but I want you to know what I am. I am a witch. My name's Kiki, and I'm a witch. You a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> come see, come see. She's worse than the other one. Bonnie and Maude presents All of Them Witches, hosted by Xenia Yarosh and Eleanor Kagan. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. This was recorded on October 13th, 2014, at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. We presented All of Them Witches, a one-night-only live variety show that explored portrayals of witches and witchcraft in pop culture, film, and television. Hey, this is Eleanor Kagan. And this is Ksenia Yurosh. Moving right along to our All of Them Witches show, we're bringing you the second presenter of the evening, Roshleen Maltese. You can find more of her writing and thoughts at lettersfromtitan.com. Now please enjoy her presentation about American horror story, Coven. So our next presenter is awesome. She does a lot of amazing things. She just had a novel come out um, that is a gay romance called Starling about why fame is the worst. And it's the first of six. So get Starling and then read the other five. She is going to be continuing to talk about why fame is the worst in the world of American Horror Story Coven. Please welcome Rosaline Maltese. Okay, now I have to confess that I am not somebody who likes horror. I'm not comfortable with it. I did not make it through the first season of American Horror Story. I'm terrified to even think about watching the second season of American Horror Story. But my partner tried to watch the third season, Coven, didn't really like it, and I fell in love with it even though I watched about half of it through my fingers because a lot of really gross, terrible things happened. But the thing that really interested me about it was the way that it treats women and the way it uses death and resurrection to actually talk about fame and the way that Hollywood tends to treat women. So short summary, for those of you who haven't seen it, it takes place at a school for witches in New Orleans. And in every generation, there's one witch who is the supreme, and she's the most powerful witch because she can do all the cool tricks. And what the show really does is it has these students who are at the school all fighting with each other to figure out who's the next supreme. And they're all scheming, saying, oh, I bet it's you, I bet it's you. Basically, though, they don't believe it's anybody that they say it is. They're trying to get that person to kill themselves or make a mistake or kill another person they think is a rival. So it's a big, witchy soap opera of death. (laughs) Now, before we get into what else happens on the show, want to see the connection between witches and fame, and the same exact thing is in both columns here. Uh, witches, historically, women accused of witchcraft have been women who got too much notice in their communities. Perhaps they were single, perhaps they tried to be political in an era when women could not be political. They ran businesses, um, they were midwives, they were doctors. So witches were people that sort of rose above the crowd, and the same can be said of celebrity. Witches also had a lot of public interest in their private lives. Oh, she's sleeping around. Ooh, does she even like men? Where does she get her money from? And again, with celebrities, we really, really care about their private lives. And then we have, of course, 
more specifically, public preoccupation with their sexuality. And the thing here that I really want to mention is that big internet hack that happened with all the celebrity naked photos that happened. And that was, you know, actually a crime. But everybody calls it, oh, it's a leak. Well, they're out now anyway. I'll look at them. So it's that same sense of let's get too involved in this. And then finally, there's this idea that witches can do things other people can't, right? They can cast spells. They can raise people from the dead. They can wiggle their nose and get coffee. Celebrities get to do all sorts of stuff we can't do. They want a reservation at the New Hot restaurant. They have a special phone number. So I just wanted to point out that this is two things that are sort of totally the same. Now, one of the main characters in American Horror Story Coven is Madison Montgomery. She's a Hollywood starlet and a witch. She can kill people telepathically. Um, she is, at one point in the story, after she's demonstrated all the ways she can kill people, she's murdered by the current Supreme, Fiona. And her corpse, though, there's a butler at the school. It's one of the only male roles in the show, this guy Spalding. He collects dolls. Some of those dolls used to be real live people. So he collects Madison and keeps her corpse up there until later she's found and brought back to life by another witch we're going to talk about in a second. Now, the most amazing thing that Madison does before we get to the really, really special part of this is she gives this monologue about what it's like to be a millennial. I'm not a millennial, and I'm not going to trash on millennials, but she gives a speech about being born between AIDS and 9-11 and how it's an entire generation trying to figure out how to feel things when the only things to feel are really terrible. Now, Misty Day, this is the one that brings Madison back to life, and I'm sorry this is about three blonde white women. The whole show doesn't actually look like that, but the plot line about fame does. Misty is isolated from other witches. She's not a part of the school at first, and she's really, really, really obsessed with Stevie Nicks. Like, she has this one cassette that she listens to on repeat as she resurrects people. That's, that's her whole life. That's what she does. You, you knit, you have a TV show you're really into, you cook. She listens to Stevie Nicks and brings people back to life. So, just going to keep mentioning that. And then, oh my God, Stevie Nicks is on the show. And this is where things start to get weird because she is playing herself. Um, and the thing is, in real life, Stevie Nicks is always like, I'm not a witch. I wish people wouldn't think I was a witch just because I wear all black and I'm sick of getting hassled about it. Um, but the thing about this is she, she's on the show as herself, but what she's really on the show as is the persona that other people perceive her as. So her public self is a witch no matter how much she publicly denies that she is a witch. Now this is where it gets really weird. Misty the one who's obsessed, meets Stevie Nicks. She's so excited, she faints. And Stevie Nicks is like, no, it's okay. I'm so glad you admire me. Here's my beautiful shawl, because you've always used my music as a talisman. <laughs> so Misty feels like this is this amazing thing that has given her power. She can already bring people back from the dead, but no, no, Stevie Nicks' shawl, that's the real power. <laughs> Now, not everybody thinks this is the best idea. Madison is not impressed. So, 
If anybody's going to be worshipped for their celebrity on the show, it's going to be Madison. She barely even knows who Stevie Nicks is. It's something old and boring and horrible. So she befriends Misty, and it's like, hey, let's go to a music festival in a graveyard. Pro tip, if somebody asks you to a music festival in a graveyard, there isn't one. So Madison brings her to this graveyard, and she gives Misty this speech about how she can't cling to Stevie Nicks and this shawl and being a fan because it's getting in the way of her own power. And that sounds pretty logical, right? Like, you can bring people back from the dead, but you're more into the fact that Stevie Nicks gave you this shawl. Okay, so she leads Misty to this open coffin. It's like, you should bury the shawl ceremonially so you will come into your own power as a witch. Sounds like a great plan, right? Don't be a fan. Don't worship other people. Don't feed the fame machine. Make your own stuff. If you want to worship a creator, the best way to do it is to be inspired and make your own stuff. That's the true magic. That's so inspiring and uplifting in a show about women murdering each other. Yeah, no. So what actually happens is Misty drops her shawl into the coffin, and Madison hits her over the head with a brick, closes her up in the coffin, by the way, she's not dead, and then buries her alive in a graveyard in New Orleans. Oops. So what is American Horror Story really saying about fame? Well, for one thing, it's saying that you can't really win. And there's a lot of reasons for that. One of, the, one of those reasons is about this fan idea, that being a fan is dangerous. But it's also dangerous to get rid of the things that you love and the influences that you have. So there really is this sort of middle road message there. And also, don't let other people decide what should be important to you. Finally, being famous, kind of a little bit terrible. Misty, you know, fame doesn't work out for her because she idolizes it but can't achieve it. Madison winds up dying over and over and over again. Not working out for her. Stevie Nicks is probably doing okay, but that's because they could only get her for two episodes. <laughs> but the thing that's really, really interesting to me is that the show is so incredibly angry. Have any of you started watching Freak Show yet? Okay, so there's this amazing scene in the first episode of Freak Show where some of the people who work in the Freak Show are on the side of the road and some normal preppy kids drive by and like throw bottles at them. And they're like, oh, I wish they would treat us like people. It's so terrible. And the strong woman says, well, that's showbiz. And that's the thing that American Horror Story in Coven and in Freak Show is really talking about, that when you are famous, you don't have control. You can get all that cool stuff, but the bad stuff you don't get to complain about. You don't know who's going to sneak up on you and make life really terrible. And this idea of you become unreal when you're famous. You become a doll like Madison in the attic, or you become a persona like Stevie Nicks, who is never going to manage to convince anyone that she's not a witch. <laughs> and, you know, growing up, I always wanted to be famous. I thought that would be a really cool gig. It took me like 40 years to figure out that that was the worst idea ever. And the reason for that is, if you were famous, this guy's your biggest fan, okay? <laughs> Whoever you are, no matter what you're famous for, there is some creepy, creepy collector dude who has dolls of you and a shrine 
So, but ultimately what's great about this, okay, so being famous, you could say fame and witches. Okay, same thing. How does that apply to all of us regular people? Well, the thing is, if a witch is a woman who is notorious, who gets attention, and any woman here can tell you that when she walks down the street or rides the subway, there's some guy, most days, if not all days, who will tell her to smile or will make little kissing noises or say something about her outfit. You are always on display as a woman, whether you want to be or not, which means you're always a little bit famous, which means somewhere out there is always that guy. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, thanks very much. Again, you can find out more about Roshley Maltese's work at lettersfromtitan.com. So after listening to Roshleen's presentation, I definitely don't ever want to be famous. So wait, you don't want a bunch of people to listen to our podcast? Oh, wait a minute. No, yes, keep listening. Keep listening to the podcast. Just, uh, yeah, just, we'll find a happy medium, right? I think so. One where we don't end up creepy dolls? I hope so. Ksenia uh, is struck wordless by the thought <laughs> of us being creepy dolls. You know what? So the thing that you don't get on the podcast is a look at what this creepy doll man looked like. So I recommend going to our website at bonnieandmaud.com to see some photos that Roshleen showed during her presentation. And then visit our YouTube page at youtube.com slash bonnieandmaud to see more visuals, more clips, a montage full of witches, and some uh, DIY tips for making dolls of Eleanor and I. Shh. <laughs>